people expect more out of Fields than anyone else. But, I mean, I hope so. If that's the case, then he ought to be going number two. Welcome to the Married to Football podcast, the super fan take football today. So, I was going to ask you guys about Jadavian Clowney. Are you guys excited? Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, they made an addition to a position yeah. that they were thin at, and they got one of the best guys on the market to do so. Yeah. You can't really ask for anything more than that. Um, I know his stats don't really say it over the last couple of years, but... Yeah, he's had injuries and hey, stuff. Hey, the guy can... The guy can play, though. The guy was the number one overall pick. And who knows? Maybe this is the type of scheme and the type of uh, talent around him that he needs to shine. And it might be the difference between losing in the divisional round and going forward, you know? Yeah. I mean, every little bit helps. Dale, are you happy about it? Yeah. Yeah? I mean, they didn't They didn't give up. Or not give up. They didn't pay him, uh, you know, anything ridiculous. You know, you added a former number one pick uh, onto a defensive line that uh, was already strong, but had lost some pieces in free agency. Um, you know, and you've, you've reloaded well. You've still got Miles Garrett as your cornerstone there. And you've got a guy, like Eric said, that, uh, that his stats maybe haven't been spectacular, but he's going to have a, you know, a bona fide defensive player of the year candidate playing opposite him. Yeah. So he's not going to be getting double teamed. He's going to get a chance to go one-on-one virtually every single snap he's out there. And, you know, I don't think that there's a better tandem of defensive ends in the league. And and this defensive line, you know, you, you take those two and you say, let's, you say what, Tack McKinley, you put him in there and then whomever else they're going to line up the most amount of snaps next to them. That's as good a defensive line as there is in the league. Yeah. So you got to start, you know, we knew that the strength on their defense was there in that line and they've made it better. It's just the latest in, in, a, in a series of moves that I think we've said this whole offseason. They've, they've, done, they've done really well making smart moves. Yeah. Now, what was his contract? It was, what, one year up to $10 million, but like, what, $8 million guaranteed? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, that's, that's not bad. And who knows, if he does really well, maybe they'll sign him on longer. Uh, I wouldn't uh, wouldn't hold your breath on that. Well, too many the people to pay. Additions like these, yeah, additions like these can come this year. Maybe you can hold on to a few people next year, but after that, uh, you're going to be looking at big contract extensions for Chubb, and uh, the Garrett extension kicks in where the the money gets pretty big on that one. Yeah, presumably May presumably Mayfield would either be in the first year of a new deal or the first year of being franchise tagged. So that's mm-hmm. going to come with a heavy cap hit as well. The time is now. This year and next year is the time that the Browns need to scoop up guys like Javier and Connie. And you give them one-year deals because, it, you're, you know, you're not on the hook. unless If you have to take care of another need next year, you're not on the hook for money to this guy. And also, you really can't be – 100% sure that it's going to be a move that works out. This is a low risk, potential high reward situation. Yeah. Um, by doing it just one year. 
And he kind of, and even even if he like comes into camp and he just isn't what he used to be, you know, the it's not it's not an unfathomable cap hit to move on from him. Like you know, some teams are dealing with right now with guys they've moved on from. You know, it, winning makes it a lot easier to deal with having to make tough decisions and let guys go. Yeah. You know, you go and you win a Super Bowl. You can. Uh, it's a lot easier to fondly wave goodbye to a guy like Jadavian Clowney. Maybe we can hope for what? Baker Mayfield paying attention to a guy like Tom Brady. And if the Browns do have that kind of success, where they're a Super Bowl team, you know, there's there's a lot that goes along with that success, and you that's the way you become an icon. And maybe Baker Mayfield can take a page out of Tom Brady's playbook and structure deals that will allow the team to still build around him the way Tom Brady did during his career. Yeah. Which is one of the reasons why he, he is who he is. Yeah, true. Um, so are you Cross still... Cross my fingers. Yeah. Are you still picking the Browns to win the Super Bowl? That's the big question. Well, okay, that that declaration wasn't made on a podcast. That was made via text. I had to ask yes, you. I, I had to ask you. I didn't... I didn't say they were going to win the Super Bowl. I said they would go to the Super Bowl. So you're projecting they yeah. get there? Uh, yeah. I, you I think, think they you have think the, they're going to go and lose to Brady and the Bucks. Uh, I'm not saying, I don't know who they, if they win or lose. I don't, I don't really have an NFC pick yet, and I don't, I don't know who they'd be playing. It, okay. I guess picking whether they'd win or lose would have to deal with, you know, who I picked to play against. And th- that may change, you know between now and the beginning of the season. But just as of right now, and they still have a draft to go, like, they checked off every, so far, they've made the exact right move in, in every mm-hmm. case. Mm-hmm. They kept the offense intact. So you're going to have a, a full second year, a second offseason within an offense completely intact. Mm-hmm. Same coaches, same players, same system. And now you can add on to what you already did. That's Brilliant. And then the defense was obviously lacking. So they addressed almost every position that they were thin at or that they needed to improve upon it. And they still have the draft to provide depth. I mean, they almost, they almost flipped the secondary from uh, a glaring need to a place where they have a ton of depth. If the, if guys like Greedy Williams and Delpit are able to, to be healthy. If Greedy Williams and Delpit can come back, be healthy, and just be average mm-hmm. and, and slot in alongside guys like Denzel Ward and John Johnson, mm-hmm. you know, and, and if Troy Hill can perform the way he did with the Rams last year, you know, the, the defense might, the, the defense potentially. Now, I still think you need to add a, a defensive playmaker in the draft in the first round, whether that. Yeah. Whether that be a corner or a linebacker, I think you could add one more piece yeah. to this in the first round and get an immediate contributor. Mm-hmm. But and we, and we've talked we, about that. I think that you know I I, I like Ojolari, but they they're projecting him more as a, a defensive line now than a linebacker. And you were you were a fan of uh, what I believe Zayvon Collins. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, um, you know, I, I think linebacker is the the big position that's left that they haven't fully addressed. But like you said, uh, we haven't even gotten through the draft yet. So I think the Browns are okay at linebacker when healthy, but when not healthy, 
then all of a sudden, you, you know, you're very thin, very weak. It wouldn't mm-hmm. hurt to add the best linebacker available in that spot. Now, I guess scheme fit is part of it. And if a guy that fits your scheme is projected not anywhere near the first round, then I guess trade back or just take whoever the best available player is at that spot. And hopefully it's, yeah. on, I guess, on defense. So you, I guess you get a developmental piece on offense maybe, or some offensive line depth. But I really would still lean defense, and then I would I would try to get the best corner, uh, or the best yeah the best cornerback available at that spot. Or I heard today that the Browns thinking about trading up in the first round really? to go and get a specific cornerback. Which one? Hmm. Uh, they're not not they didn't sit there. Not sure which one, but they ha- they like a, one of their, there's supposed to be like four cornerbacks that are going to go in the first round. Mm-hmm. And they want to get their hands on at least one of those guys. Yeah. So maybe they feel like 26 is going to be too far in the back to get any of those. It's going to be too late. Well, depending on where they trade to. I mean, Patrick Sertain Jr. or the second, however he wants to to call himself, he's, he seems to generally be around 10, 10 to 15. Okay. Um. And then there's J.C. Horn from South Carolina, and then Caleb Farley from Virginia Tech. They're in the mid-teens. Um, and I'm trying to look and see who who the other – Greg Newsom from Northwestern is another one that I'm seeing. Yeah. Those, those, are, the, those are the corners that, that uh, at least right now, are projected to be first-rounders. So I'd probably the Greg Newsom guy, a possible target for the Browns to, to move up maybe into the teens. And go get him there. If they're worried that he's not going to fall to them. Yeah. Obviously, it all depends on who everyone else takes too. I mean, you never know what the team's needs are. Yeah, there's going to be some late surprises. Yeah. It always happens. Yeah, it always happens. I'm taking a look now at Mel Kuyper's two-round mock draft. Is Eric, the- would you be excited if the Browns at 59 took Dwayne Eskridge, wide receiver from Western Michigan? Hmm. Not terribly. In fact, I, I probably would not like that pick. Yeah, perfectly I was, I was definitely surprised to see wide receiver at that spot. Yeah, yeah. Thinking, uh, well, that maybe that's in the, of the mindset that the Browns definitely aren't going to be going forward with both Odell and Jarvis after this year. Doesn't it? Doesn't make sense to do it, um, or or they both could be gone. To be perfectly honest. Um, I hope they don't get rid of Jarvis because I think he's really valuable to the, the culture mm-hmm. of the Browns. He seems to be the one yeah. that kind of is a leader on that team. Yeah, I uh, agree. You know, where, where they, they kind of like to group Jarvis Landry and Odell, Odell Beckham Jr. together, but you see a lot more of Landry like around the team and like coaching other guys up and you know, being encouraging. I don't know. I, I, I like Landry. I, I hope they find a way to keep him. I don't know if it's going to be worth the money. Why is this his last year on this out. contract? No, but it's a it's a big contract. It pays a lot of money. Uh, so, I, actually, I don't. It might be the second to last year. Completely. Yeah, I think it's I think it's second to last. Well, I should also mention the channel will be happy to hear that Kuiper's mock draft has the Steelers taking Najee Harris. Oh, really? Everyone keeps saying that Justin Fields is going to fall to the Steelers at 24, and I wanted to talk to you guys about it, because why are people saying he's going to fall? 
I would be shocked. I would be shocked. I would be shocked. Absolutely shocked. Because, I mean, I, uh, you heard, you know, we're seeing, we're hearing that, like, the Patriots are going to trade and grab him in the top ten. Guys, I'm telling you, you heard it here first. Justin Fields is going to the San Francisco 49ers. I said it last week. I'm going to say it again. Fields all to the, the 49ers. All the Mac Jones talk is a smokescreen then? Yeah, it's all fake. It is. Okay. It is. Because everyone thinks he's going there. Everyone keeps saying, Mac Jones is going to the 49ers. That's all I've been hearing. All right. When, when Justin Fields ends up with the 49ers, I want you guys to remember this conversation. Remember that Eric was the one that identified it first. Okay. It's all on first, tape. It's all on tape. Actually, Dale said this we, we a few weeks ago. We can go back to this ago. podcast. But that was the, the media hype about Mac Jones. Like, I'm telling you, if you just look at the two of them, I don't, I have a hard time, like, like, the, I'm the way confused. they played. I'm confused. Like, I don't get it's, it's, this. Like, the amount of scrutiny that they're putting into Justin Fields at this point that doesn't seem to be happening for Mac Jones is ridiculous. Oh, I'm so I mean, confused. Now, granted, I, you know, I, I live, where I live is going to make me hear more of it than normal. But they're talking, I mean, there's people that are, t- that are talking on the radio today about how, which, about the foot that, that, um, whether it's the right or left foot that Fields starts his dropbacks on. Hmm. And they're critiquing that and his mechanics and everything. And I'm, and I'm sitting here saying to myself, does Mac Jones have a perfect delivery? And Trey Lance and Zach Wilson? Yeah. I and the last that I heard that they, they weren't prototypical perfect passers, but I, you know, they're not getting this level of, of uh, scrutiny and criticism. And maybe that's because other than Trevor Lawrence, people expect more out of Fields than anyone else. But, I mean, I hope so. If that's the case, then he ought to be going number two. Yeah, they keep um, saying that, like, they're comparing Justin Fields to Aaron Rodgers, saying, like, oh, Aaron Rodgers went, you know, 24, and it could be uh, Justin Fields could fall just as easily. And I'm like, wait, why why are we, like, if you're comparing him to Aaron Rodgers, then he should be going way earlier. Well, it, it... See, what it was is, is weird. Aaron Rodgers was projected to be a really good quarterback. He fell in the draft, and then he ended up being a really good quarterback. Mm-hmm. It was just a matter of circumstance that a bunch of teams didn't really necessarily need. See, Rod- <laughs> did the Browns pass on Aaron Rodgers? Or, I'm or pretty he- sure they did. I'm looking up the draft now because I'm also <laughs> – I, I wanted to, I was curious, too, who the quarterbacks that went before – oh, okay. So, actually – it looks like Rodgers was the second quarterback taken in that draft. So it just, so, okay. So anyway, Alex Smith went number one to the 49ers. So yeah. that's a quarterback. Um, after that, you had Ronnie Brown go to the Dolphins. The Browns at number three selected Braylon Edwards. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, then you had Cedric Benson, Cadillac Williams, Pac-Man Jones, Troy Williamson, Entrell Roll, Carlos Rogers. Uh, Mike Williams, Demarcus Ware, Sean Merriman, Jamal Brown, Thomas Davis, Derek Johnson, Travis Johnson, David Pollock, Erasmus James, Alex Barron, Marcus Spears, Matt Jones, Mark Clayton, and Fabian Washington. And then at 24, the Packers took Aaron Rodgers right before a future Cleveland Browns quarterback. And I'll give Eric one guess, but. Right before a future Browns quarterback. Uh, shit. Well, <laughs> that, is that is just it. 
what year was he the quarterback or what year was the draft? What year was the draft? 2005. Oh, uh, he, he played in nine games for the Browns in one season. Oh man! If I give you a college, or if I give you any other teams, I think it'll make it too easy. Yeah. All right. 2005. You have been drafted. Okay. So, okay. Is it? I have three guesses. Is it Jason Campbell? It is Jason Campbell. Yeah. First yes. one. Got it. Like, cool. Yes. I don't even remember so that. Was, so interestingly, I thought, I mean, as far as Brown's quarterbacks go, and it's a low bar, um, I thought he was pretty good in uh, among that group. Now, the interesting thing is, so Alex Smith went one. Rodgers and Campbell were late in the first round. Uh, the next quarterback, this, they must, this was a really bad quarterback draft. It must have been. Oh, God. Yeah, sorry. The next quarterback was another future Cleveland Browns quarterback, but he went direct to the Browns. That was Charlie Fry. Mm. Then Andrew Walter from Arizona State went a couple picks after David Green from Georgia. This was a really bad You're quarterback like, this is draft. A really bad quarterback draft. Stephen LaFors from Louisville. I mean, this is just, I'm just reading them because it's really weak. It's bad. Um, Beth, Beth Orlovsky from Connecticut. Uh, Honestly, I don't even Avery, recognize any of those names. To make this terrible quarterback draft worse. So Adrian McPherson was the next one out of Florida State. The next quarterback taken was the second to the last pick in the sixth round by the Baltimore Ravens. A quarterback out of Arizona, or I'm sorry, out of Oregon State. Derek Anderson. Yep, I was going to say made one Pro Bowl, Derek Anderson. Uh, Let's see then. James Killian from Tulsa and Matt Castle, who would go on to play for uh, the Patriots and the Chiefs, as I recall. And then Ryan Fitzpatrick went last in the almost the last pick in that draft. Five, six picks from the end, Ryan Fitzpatrick went. The top three quarterbacks out of that draft are Aaron Rodgers, Alex Smith, and Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah. There's a lot of notable undrafteds from that. I mean, Josh Cribbs undrafted. <laughs> yeah. Well, you like play quarterback quarter in college, but, but not in the pros. Right, right. It's it's just rare that you see, it, it seems like, I mean, and now we're going back 15 years, but 16, I guess, years. But it's very odd to me to look and see so few quarterbacks go with how heavily they, they go now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because now we're talking – that it might be boom, 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 quarterbacks, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, see, the reason they they were talking about fields dropping, that's why I wanted to talk to you guys about it, was they were basically speculating that, you know, it was going to go um, Trevor Lawrence won. What's the other guy's name? Trey Lance. Uh, Zach Wilson's usually the one that I see going second. Okay, so let's say it's Zach Wilson. Then they're saying... Um, either, then I think that they kept having Mac Jones at three, and then they were saying mm-hmm. that the Falcons weren't going to take, yeah, they said the Falcons probably weren't going to take a quarterback because, um, they have Matt Ryan for the next two years and they're probably not going to, they'd rather, you know, draft a position player, like somebody they need now. Then they were saying, I mean, we talked last week, Matt Ryan's not, we're not going to call him old, but like, there's, there's 
he could start to drop off. He might not be solid for the next handful of years. No, that's why I was. A, I was Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan took the Atlanta Falcons to a Super Bowl. He he's been around for a while. Like like he did his thing. Like it's it's going to be about time for him to move on. Like I don't understand why Atlanta's not taking a quarterback. Yeah, but, they keep saying they're not going well. to. And I, I mean, I was kind of in shock that I was hearing that. I would think they would want to. Then obviously, like a couple of the other teams, I guess they were saying like. Denver, they don't see Denver taking a quarterback because they um, didn't end up making that trade for Sam Darnold that everyone thought they were going to. They didn't do it. And then they think they're going to stick with their quarterback they have. Then there was a few other teams that they were going through in the draft. And they were like, well, they're not going to need a quarterback. And they're not going to need a quarterback. So that's when they started saying he was going to fall to the Steelers. That's how it came that they were like, well, all these other teams are going to need him. I'm like, yeah, but... You have the Patriots sitting there. I go, the Patriots definitely need a quarterback. They only signed Cam Newton to a one-year contract. I don't see Belichick passing Mm -hmm. on – if Justin Fields is there and they don't take him, you know, at the 49ers, Belichick is not an idiot. And if he does pass on him, then he is an idiot. Like, uh, you know what I mean? Like, if he really did pass on him, I'd be like, wow. Mm -hmm. But – Here's my conspiracy theory about what's going on right now. I think the 49ers are leaking out that they're going to take Mac Jones because they know that Belichick wants Mac Jones. And Belichick thought Mac Jones was going to fall to him where he was at. Because early on in the draft process, that's where we were at. We were mocking Mac Jones possibly to the Patriots. Now, Shanahan knows this. So Shanahan trades up and makes all the noise in the world that they're going to take the guy that Belichick wants to try to bait him in to trading up himself. And then at that point, they probably feel confident that they could get either Fields or Lance to follow them at, at that space. You know, because yeah. I don't think two quarterbacks are going to get drafted between the, there and there. Like, I, I do think that, honestly, Mac Jones fits way better in New England and Fields fits way better in San Francisco than vice versa. Yeah, I agree. I think so, too. Thanks, everyone, for listening to the Married to Football podcast. Don't forget to rate our show, and don't forget to hit subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And you can check us out at MTFB Podcast on Twitter. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, everyone. Cheers.